Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. After a week of success for Canadian men's national team, and we had five episodes during that time as well, we are in a new week and a new mission. That's right, El Salvador on Wednesday night at BMO Field. And ahead of that, we have two more interviews for you, two more Beyond the Pitch episode guests. And today, my guest is Kamal Miller. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Kamal's story, it is truly inspirational. Not that long ago, playing in League One in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, eventually obviously went to Syracuse, played there with Tej. John Buchanan. We talk about that and what the rise has been for Tejan and what it's like to see a younger player like that going on and de- delivering and getting his move to Europe. We talk also about his struggles when he was in, obviously, in Orlando after getting drafted and what the move to CF Montreal has been like. Kamal has played a ton of minutes this year in a very successful backline for Montreal. And then after getting injured and then making it back to Canada was in- instrumental in the Gold Cup and has already played in both of these World Cup qualifiers inside that back three or back four as well. A versatile player who can play in a three or a four, as I said, very good with his left foot and a massive part of what John Herdman and his team are trying to build here, particularly from a defensive point of view. Just a really nice guy, a really good character, and it's a great chat. We talk about a lot of the mentality going on inside that group, some of his friends keeping it loose, and I hope you enjoy my discussion with Kamal Miller. Kamal, great to see you. Thanks for joining me. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, how's things? How's life going for you? Obviously, Canadian national team happening, playing well for CF Montreal in the MLS. Things must be pretty good. Yeah, at the moment, everything is going pretty good. Um, enjoying my football a lot with the national team and with my new club in Montreal, having a much bigger role and playing more games now than I probably have at any point in my career. So it's exciting and um also very thankful for for this for this new change as well yeah i remember you and i were exchanging messages when you got the move to montreal and i know you, you at the time there's just felt like nothing but excitement from you has it been everything and more that you'd wished it be including a new contract congratulations thank you thank you very much but but yeah it, it has been everything and more um i didn't really know what to expect especially with uh, with the manager leaving and just a lot of uncertainty in the club and preseason, not being able to play in Canada, being in the US. I didn't know what type of year it would be, but we got off to a a great start. Um, We're doing well in the standings. Um, So yeah, overall, I'm very happy here in Montreal. So Kamal, tell me a little bit about what that's like for you, because obviously it's not always been that way, but here we are now talking to you with an international break, uh, which is so important for Canada. And then obviously the business end of the season in MLS. And by the way, your integral parts of both. How does that feel to feel like that you are a star, that you are making a difference, that you haven't got to fight for your minutes and that m- maybe even more importantly, that both your coach with the club, you know, Wilfred Nancy, and then your head coach with the national team, John Herman, they believe in you. They've got faith in you. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's an incredible feeling for sure to know that, they, they both have such a uh, good belief in me, um, especially with, uh, with the national team. Um, I'm still fairly new in my career. Um, I'm one of the middle-aged guys, but I'm, ca- I'm still early in terms of how many games I've played for club and country so far. So just to have this responsibility, uh, I love it. And I think it's only going to make me a better player. And yeah, overall, just excited to be a part of these two programs for sure. 
you mentioned the middle age. You're still really young, man. Like you're still, <laughs> I get, I get what you're saying. It's more, I guess, about the Canadian team. No, I mean, the, all these yeah. youngsters that keep coming in. Do, do they right. sometimes? Do they sometimes feel like you're older than you are? Is that is that how it feels? Hundred um, percent. Especially in Canada, when we do January camps, and a lot of the the younger guys in there, Jaden Nelson and and Ralph and Jaquiel, seeing seeing those boys. Uh, it, it does make you feel a little bit older than you are, but I still got to stay down and, and know that I got a lot more time in this game to, to keep going. I was talking to Alistair Johnston recently about that and that dynamic within the Canadian national team and how you guys have known each other for so long, obviously playing League One and then coming through. And, yeah. you know, it felt it, he said it feels sometimes when they go there that, you know, both people look at you and him as being older, but that's just because so many younger players have come. But, you know, both of you guys have had almost this meteoric rise together. That, that's got to be, be something that can, can unite you and be fun. Yeah, it's special. Before before a lot of big games, me and Ali, right before the whistle, we always shake hands and and tell each other that that uh, that we deserve to be here, like, like we belong here. And the journey we went through to get here, nobody can take this away from us and where we come from, a lot of people didn't expect us to be here. So we have nothing to lose and just go out and play hard. Like, don't let anybody take these spots from us because we fought so hard to be there. I love that. I love that. As someone who's followed you guys for so much, so time, you know, come through the League One path and obviously the university, get drafted, you know, not necessarily be a high pick, but not prove. And here you are making a massive difference for the country and you guys bond over that. That's that's a, an awesome story. Let's get into that, Kamal, a little bit in terms of your love for the game. Obviously, born Scarborough, Ontario, and obviously outside Toronto. What's it been like for you to fall in love with the sport? You know, when a lot of people go the other way, basketball, hockey. What what was it about soccer for you as a, as a young boy? Um, As a young boy, for me, it was just... The sport, for, I tried a lot of different sports, but for me, it was the, the sport where I can just completely let loose. There wasn't a lot of whistles. There wasn't a lot of stoppage. It was kind of chaotic in a way, and I, and I really enjoyed that, just being able to be free and express myself on the field. And then when did you feel like that it was something that you could maybe do something about it as a career? When did that kind of hit you in your in your mind um I don't think that really hit me until I was about 15 16 at, at 14 I was called in to play a U14 camp with uh, Canada but at the time that that didn't go well at all so I had a lot of doubts and it wasn't until I started um, receiving offers in NCAA and I thought to myself um well, these guys, they have tons of American kids they can choose from. And, and they were coming to Canada to come get us. Like, maybe I can do something in this game. So that was the first moment. It, it kind of felt promising and that there can be some kind of reward at the end of the road. So, so yeah. So what was that like as a young Canadian going off to Syracuse, having that college lifestyle, obviously an amazing sporting school, basketball obviously known for, but soccer too. And, and Tejon Buchanan was there at the same time. How, what was that like? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was interesting. I didn't really know what to expect going down to the States, being on my own for the first time, um, going away from family and really having to step up academically as well to be able to to remain eligible and 
I thought it was going to be more soccer, but it really is a lot more outside of soccer. You train two hours a day and for the rest of the day, you're a student slash adult. So it, it was very good for me to, to help me grow up and mature right away. Um, so overall, I'm very thankful for Syracuse. Um, I had so many amazing teammates along the way. Um, and also that that's when I really started to believe that professional was possible as well. When I was a freshman, seeing my senior teammates get drafted and some of the younger guys on the team get GA contracts. And I, I play with these guys every day, you know, so it must be possible as long as I keep working hard. And I, I know I can get there. So so that was special as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. You start to believe in your own abilities more, right? Because the, the what right. you know, you can play with those guys. So I'm sure that's what it comes from. What What about Tejan? What was it like with him training with him, being a Canadian, and then and now, you know, look at his move to Bruges. Yeah, it it was a weird one because when Tejan was coming into Syracuse, um, he wasn't one of the talked about incoming freshmen. Like we had other kids who who were coming into the to the team and. And we thought they were going to be the guys. And out of nowhere, he just shocked everybody kind of right away. And you can just see that he just had a little something different, especially in college where I think where the game lacks the most is, is in the final third. He was able to bring something different to our team for sure. And, and right away, that's when I knew that over time, he, he's going to be a special player and and it's showing the fact that he just signed and is over there in Belgium is is crazy. It's so hard for it's kind of hard still for me to believe, knowing that we were at school and talking about uh, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there, and he finally did it. So I'm so happy for him. And I suppose when you with the Canadian team and the players, you've got Tejan now in Bruges, but you you know you you've got a Tiba from Besiktas who, who set the path for so lot, so many of you guys. Kyle over there, Alfonso, Jonathan, there's so many of them that has that just allowed you guys to instill that collective belief now that this World Cup campaign is not, it's not the vacation. It's, it's a doable pursuit that you guys believe that, you know, it's not a, it's not a dream. It's not a fantasy. It's a real that you guys believe you can play in Qatar. Yeah. The belief is, is at an all time high and it's not, uh, we're not being optimistic. We're not, saying, oh, maybe we can catch these teams on a good day. We, we know that going into every single one of these Octagon games, the other team is thinking about us just as much as we're thinking about them. It's not like the past where, where they might have the game against Canada checked off as an easy game or they're able to, to rotate some guys. Like We know every team that we play, we're going to get their best game. And I think that like that getting their best game comes from them knowing what we can do. So, so they got to be ready on the day. We have so many weapons, so much depth that it's uh, really, really an exciting time. And we truly, truly believe that we're going to be in Qatar. And that makes sense because of obviously accomplishing what you've accomplished as a group. Take us yeah. into the gold cup. You played, every game you're an enormous part of that and you go mm. through the united states where you concede a goal early very early and then you you know for lack of a better term almost play them off the pitch but don't get anything out of it then you mm. you know comprehensively beat a, a costa rican team that has been to multiple world cups in the last 10 years and then you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with mexico until the 99th minute gut check at the time what was that yeah. like in terms of like believing your own abilities to go out there and play and improve on your own self-confidence 
Yeah, for, for me, it was huge knowing that these were the... I played a, a few big games for Canada before, but these ones were, especially the two knockout games were, were do or die games where, where I knew the margins were going to be so small. I had to be on top of my game. And the fact that I was able to deal with these opposition players pretty well and, and uh, we were right in the game against Mexico, we had, we had chances to win. It's, it gave me a lot of confidence knowing that these guys I was going against play at the highest levels. Um, so I know that, that I'm right there and uh, I just got to keep working. But over the duration of the Gold Cup, I, I don't think anyone on the team was surprised at our success and how well we were playing against uh, these teams. It felt like every game we played, the, the fans were getting more and more excited and more and more behind us. But from the start, we, we knew that's exactly what we were going to do. And, and technically, Kamal, you bring a lot to the team with your left-sided balance playing in that back three. Sometimes you can stretch it into a four. You guys are very versatile tactically as well. That Mexico game, for example, I spoke to Alistair about this. You guys switching different formations throughout the game to cause lots of problems. How much do you enjoy that side of the game? How much does that keep you tested and, and mentally sharp through 90 minutes? I, I love it. Um, I, I love when we play high press, uh, get, get in the face of these other teams. And I, I think that that's when we're at our best. Um, we're just a group of, uh, of hungry guys. You can see Stefan in the midfield. He's, he's going to run through everything. Um, the way the front guys were pressing, us at the back, Max making big saves. It felt like going toe-to-toe with these teams was, was the best thing to do instead of uh, – sitting back and letting the more experienced team grow into the game. We knew that it was better for us if we came out swinging right away. And against Mexico, switching up uh, the formation throughout the game shows how versatile we are. And we were also so comfortable during the game. John asked us if we wanted to, 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 to sit back or if we wanted to press and we were all like, no, like, like we're going to go press these guys. So, so we have the full belief and confidence that, that on the day we can go out and beat anyone. So Kamal, take our viewers and listeners into the mind of a game on the left-sided centre-back. So playing there for Canada right now, and, and you would call it, I'm sure, a privilege or a pleasure, but very often your left-sided fullback has either been Alfonso Davies, Tejon Buchanan, or Richie Larea. And mm. these guys are track athletes. Like you could put them in the hundred meters in the Olympics and they'd be decent. Yeah. Like what's, what's that like when you know you've got somebody like that and the speed and the recovery of their runs to use and, and, and to play alongside them on the left side of a defense? It's, it's huge for me. Defensively, I know that regardless of what I do, I'm going to have some cover back there. I know that Richie's always going to have my back. Whoever I'm playing beside at center back is always going to have my back. I know Max is good for, or Milan is good for a couple of big saves a game. So it's, it's truly special to, to play with that group. And offensively, it makes my job really easy. It's a simple 10-yard pass to any of those three and job done for me. So it's really special to to play with those guys and really exciting as well. And it challenges me. It makes me a better player trying to keep up with their level and get them the ball in good positions. Um, just keep testing myself, yeah.
I love that challenging yourself because you never, you know, that they have highest standards of you, right? So you want to just right. reach the same standards as them. You talk about having each other's backs. It seems like it's such a genuine group, Kamal, that when you grow, when you join up with these guys, they call it the band of brothers, but it seems like off the field, you guys have almost much, as much fun as you do on the pitch. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I've never been part of a team like that before where I can sit down and have a conversation, an hour conversation with any anyone on the team. Um, we, we do have a lot of fun off the field and I think it shows on the field. Like we just, it's hard to, hard to explain it. We kind of just take it day by day. We're never too choked up about the big game coming up where we just stay ourselves. We crack a lot of jokes. I've known a lot of these guys for, for so long. Um, Dane St. Clair to have one of my best friends on the team with me is, is incredible. It's like, it really is like a family more than a team. I know we, we say it so much. People think that we're robots or something, but <laughs> that, that's just genuinely how we all feel. We're all so happy. It's never, um, it's never annoying to train or to do extra work. It's, it's just good vibes always. And I think it makes us play so much better. You can tell. You really can tell, mate, on the pitch. Yeah. Who keeps it light? I saw recently Joshua Kimmich, one of the greatest players on the planet, was saying that Fonzie keeps playing music in their dressing room that he's never heard of. He's just a parent with kids and he never hears the, the, the kind of music that Fonzie <laughs> plays. But who, who keeps it light for you guys the most? Like who's some of those guys out there? Uh, definitely Fonzie. Um, Daniel Henry, um, Richie Lorea, oh my gosh, also Liam Frazier, um, Sam Adekube is hilarious, Junior, everyone, everyone is so funny, Kyle, we all have little jokes and inside relationships and different group chats within the team, like it's, it's special to be a part of, so there's too many guys to name. That's good. You, you, you named a few. And I suppose, let's, well, we'll talk about the culture. What about the job that John Herbert and his assistants have done, allowing that to develop for you guys to just be free and, and be yourselves? Yeah, it's a, it's a big credit to John because I think some coaches could, could see how close a group is and how much fun we like to have and maybe try to put a, a limit or a leash on it. But he, he really lets us be ourselves and just reminds us when it's when it's time to work is it's time to work some some trainings you would think that 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 I hated Tejan or I, or I hated Kava or the way the way we tackle each other and stuff like that but it's always love at the end of the day we're always good for a laugh after and it, I think over over the camps as we've gotten better and better and I've continued to make steps I think John and his staff has embraced it um joining in on the jokes during a meeting, maybe putting a funny clip in there, or just, just keeping it the, the way, the way we like not trying to change too much. Cause in the back of his, of his head, he knows when the whistle blows where we turn into different people. He knows. Yeah. And before that whistle blows, just as you step over that white line, you get to sing, Oh Canada. And you guys yeah. melt it out. What, what's that like? What does that mean to you? Who do you think of in those moments to get you to that journey? Um, for me, the, the national anthem is definitely one of the favorite parts of the game for me. Um, just standing there side by side, singing the song, grabbing each other so tight. 
uh, for me, it really, I really think of all the guys who were singing the anthem before us, who maybe didn't have the chance to sing it on such a big stage or, or pave the way or really put in those years and, and those hours when the program wasn't, wasn't where it is. And we, we really do it for them. And uh, for, for all the kids back home to the younger boys and, and girls watching. So, yeah. And I'm sure your family is sending you plenty of messages, right? Proud parents, proud, proud siblings, everyone. Sure. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Final question for you, mate. What would it mean for you then for this group to get to Qatar? What would that mean to you? It, w- it would mean the world to me. I, I dream of it a lot. Uh, I zone out during the day and, and think about it. I think about having my family there. I think about having all the important figures in Canada there. Everyone finally all eyes on Canada soccer. So for me, it's uh, it's really a dream come true. Um, and the fact that we're so close is, is very exciting for me and for the rest of the guys. So overall, we, we're just going to do whatever it takes to get there. Fantastic words to finish. Hey, listen, you're a true inspiration. You know that your journey, I know I speak to so many people who are coming through, you know, at League One now and then gone to the university route and the, you know, they're referencing your, your name and what you've accomplished and what yeah. you've done. And, you know, you're, you're showing the path forward for some people. There's no straight line, right, between where you go and where you want to become. So uh, keep right. up the great work. You're doing tremendous work in Montreal as well. And, and for Canada Soccer, come on, continue. Good luck with the World Cup qualifiers in the future. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My thanks again to Kamal Miller and CF Montreal for organizing that interview. And it's just a real pleasure to speak to a young man like that, a grounded man that you can see has come so far, you know, and some great stories. I love how he tells about the story about Larea and Davies coming back and always having his back and tracking there, making it to an under 14 Canadian national team camp and not do, not going well and not, not knowing whether he'd ever make it as a professional, obviously then getting a scholarship at the NCAA a level and getting a little bit more confidence. And you can see that, you know, these guys are just starting to blossom. And I also love how he'd said that now they know they're always going to get the opposition's best game because of the respect they're starting to have for Canada. That will certainly be the case on Wednesday at a sold out BMO field. We will be there for you uh, from one's on one soccer for coverage. And we'll continue to show you all of our coverage here at the Canadian Premier League. Uh, again, as usual, on the Canadian Premier League website, campiel.ca and here on the YouTube channels and the podcasts, we will continue Continue to give you everything wall-to-wall coverage about this game and this men's national team. I'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Beyond the Pitch. Until then, enjoy the games wherever you're watching them. Stay well, be healthy. Uh, much love to all the children. Again, back to school here in Canada as well. God bless. Take care and have a great day.